This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Freeman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. Project, welcome back to this episode of In the Black. Last week, we spoke about everything that you should not do in sales, okay? Things to avoid doing. This week, in part two, we're going to talk about all the things that you should do. Now, you might think, oh, all you're going to do is talk about the opposite of what you talked about last week. No, all the points that we're going to talk about this week are actually things that didn't get covered at all last week. So, really, everything that you shouldn't be doing last week, this week, everything that you should be doing on top of the stuff that we talked about last week. So, very excited to dive into this one today. Remember, the only reason, guys, that we got to this stage in our business, well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons we are where we are today is with mentorship, is with coaching, just like anything, right? If you're looking to make the CrossFit Games, if you're looking to step on a bodybuilding stage, if you're looking to finish a marathon, your chances of succeeding are higher with guidance from people that have been there before, with people that are experienced, with people who are experts, with people who help other people like you all the time and have had successful results. In this case, for our business, it's NPE. If you guys are interested in fitness business coaching, uh, we actually, Raph, you did a great podcast with Sean the other week on In the Black talking about the skill sets that entrepreneurs need, fitness entrepreneurs need. And I would highly recommend listening to that, listening to this, the, the discussion Sorry, you had with Sean. Some valuable insights in there for anyone that wants to identify some more qualities that they need to work on in themselves and potentially that are absent from themselves. So, very insightful guy, Sean's helping thousands of gym owners around the world. He's, the no, he's like the number one consulting company in the world when it comes to this stuff. So, make sure you check it out, um, themymuscleproject.com slash NPE and that's where you guys can find out more information and shoot an inquiry through if you're interested in what they're all about. Okay, number one, forget money, solve problems. So, what does that mean? When you're selling... The most important thing that you do, put all the techniques aside, put, um, you know, all the, I just, all the different, I guess, ways that you can not manipulate a sale, but think about a sale. The broad overarching theme that you're trying to do, the only thing that you're trying to do, that any business is trying to do is your customer has a problem and you're trying to solve it. That's it. It's as simple as it is. So, you can forget every technique in the world. You can forget documents and fancy rooms and all these little one percenters and you can just think, this person has a problem. I have to figure out what their problem is by asking questions and then I need to find out if what I have is going to solve that problem and that's it. It's as simple as that and it's not just, oh, this person wants to get healthy, fit and lose weight. I have a gym. No, it's more than that. Dig into it. Why hasn't it worked in the past? Okay, Why is it going to be different this time? What beliefs do they have about nutrition and what beliefs do they have about sleep and supplements and What have they tried in the past that's kind of worked and why have they tried stuff in the past that you think would work but hasn't worked? There are so many different levels to this and you need to drill down, drill down, drill down until you kind of get to some core problems there. And the problems might, I mean, the symptom is that they're overweight but the problem might be that, I don't know, maybe every time they go to a gym and they work out, they think it's okay to eat KFC afterwards because I trained hard. And So, what's their problem? Their problem is they need guidance on nutrition. They need an understanding of nutrition and how nutrition works on top of better training. Maybe their problem is they always get injured when they start training. And the reason is because they just train too hard. Maybe you need to educate them on how to train at an appropriate intensity, how to train at a program and follow percentages and follow an RPE scale, just stuff like that. And the more you drill down and the more you say, this is my problem and they go, dude, that's exactly my problem. That's it. That's right. Yes. Like you just feel that they've acknowledged it. Now you can provide, you can either go, well, dude, you know what? 
perfect because this is what we do and this is how we do it. Or it's like, actually, you know what? I actually don't think we're the best fit for you. You might try this gym. It actually might be better for you. Then the sale takes care of itself. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a more fun way, I think, to do it even for yourself. You're like, okay, how can I solve this person's problem? Mm-hmm. Rather than just like, how can I get money off this person? Yeah. I feel like a thief at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I make money? That's not what you need to be thinking. Another example I've told before on the story, sorry, on the podcast is the story of when I first signed up to um, training think tank coaching, right? So my problem was I hadn't qualified for the regionals, right? And for the CrossFit Games in a team. That was that. That would be like, oh, so like, what are your goals? Like, what's the problem here? It's like, yeah, man, I haven't qualified. But that, but when he drilled down and he asked questions, ultimately the problem we uncovered was strict handstand push-ups, by because he asked enough questions in there. And what he ended up discovering was that I had never done the right protocol for handstand push-ups for my type of body type. And he's like, oh, you know, I actually think yeah, the the, the issue is you haven't actually done any banded bench press or banded shoulder. Um, uh, so handstand push-ups and he goes there's actually a, like a protocol that we use here that's you know taken most people from like you like 8 to 10 to like 15 to 17 in a few months and I was like you know I'm sold that was my main problem I've done done this dance for so long I've been so advanced in so many movements I know how to get stronger I know how to deadlift I know all this blah 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 but what I didn't know is how to get my handstand push-ups better and for some and you know the case might not be that simple but the point is, by asking enough questions, by digging deep enough, he wasn't just thinking, how can I take this person's money? He was thinking, how do I solve this person's problem? And that's that's ultimately why I signed up because the second he recognized that, we both agreed on it. He's like, here's the protocol. I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter what you say next. Yeah. I'm going to give you my money. So that's what you need to do. Okay, so second thing is you need to treat every sale like your first sale and not in the way that you fumbled and you bumbled and you were nervous. But when you first started out and you needed to make that first sale, you you fucking cared had to care it was that or it was bankruptcy right it was I have to follow this process I have to get this right I have to listen I have to pay attention I have to do everything right to make this sale maybe you should be treating every sale like your last sale but I guess you don't know what your last sale is like yeah well I just think it's like yeah um, treat every customer yeah. equally or treat yeah. every sale equally maybe the thing is but the overarching point is that what can happen the more sales you get the more comfortable you get the better your company gets is you get sloppy mm. you get lazy right you get it becomes routine yeah, you stop following the process. You're like, ah, oh, no, nah, I can kind of skip that part. It's not important. Ah, oh, skip past this slide. Oh, we don't need to re- review our mission, our purpose. Ah, oh, that bit's a bit boring. I'll just skip over the price. And, you know, you get sloppy, right? And it's like the best teams in the world, you know, the reason that Michael Jordan won six rings and, you know, some other player that you'd never heard of has only won one ring is because that player won one ring and they were like, oh, well, I'm happy. I'm good. And they didn't practice as hard. They weren't as hungry. But from ring one to ring six, Jordan was just as hungry and he practiced just as hard. And, you know, maybe mentally he was more exhausted and he was more burnt out, but it didn't matter. Like he kept pushing and, he, and that's why he became great. And that's kind of, that's exactly actually what you guys need to be approaching with your sales. Every sale is just as important. The first sale all the way to the most recent sale to the 10 sales before that, every single one needs to be as hungry and as focused and you need to do as good, of, good as a job each time because a good lesson you'll learn is that when you do a really good job in the sale, you'll get more from it. So I want to be like, oh, you know, that's a great sales process. I'm going to bring my wife in. I'm going to tell my friends. I'm going to bring my colleague in. And that's how you keep building business. Or maybe they never bring anyone in, but mm. they stay for five years instead of one year because you did such a good job on day one. So that's how you need to treat sales. Like it's more than just the person sitting in front of you and, you know, treat every sale like it's the same. Yeah, and I think just the last one would be your enthusiasm. You know, when that enthusiasm isn't there, man, it doesn't matter if you got like the perfect process. Mm. It's why often at the start, you have a total process, you still do pretty well. Yeah. Because you're just really enthusiastic, mm. you know, and, and that is always comes through to the client. Yeah, absolutely. Next one, have targets. 
Yeah, targets are critical. Man, it's like any goal, but I think in sales, it's particularly important because, you know, you don't have to do this stuff. Like, you don't have to go out and reach out to people and keep doing this. Having those targets is, I think, what keeps you on track to, hey, that's not good enough. You know, this is what we decided. Yeah. So having that, it gets you around it. It can get your team around it. I think it can also make it more fun. It's just like the most common and used and tried and tested thing in sales. I don't yeah. think there's a good sales team anywhere in the world that doesn't do sales. Yeah. Doesn't celebrate, no, ring a fucking bell on their way there. Like it's just, it, it literally is part of the process of universally, I think because it is so effective in this arena because uh, it keeps you on track. It also stops you celebrating for too long. Hey, when you know you got to get it across um, and it helps you restart. You know, otherwise you always go in a good month and you can't take the foot off the pressure in the next month. Yeah. Oh, we had a great month, but it's like, no, there's new target. Here we go again. Yeah. So I think for sales, giving yourself that target, A, it makes it more fun, but B, I think it'll give you more consistent results. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You have to have targets. It's, mm. it's so shocking to me that gyms still don't have targets and they just hope for the best. Hoping is what and assuming is what is going to get you, it's going to make you broke, right? It's going to want to close your doors because you didn't have targets because what you focus on is what you improve. And the so target's not always as much as possible. It's not like, oh, just as many as possible. It's not an AMRAP. Yeah. The target. It's like, oh no, usually for fitness, like you don't want everyone in one month. Mm. You want like a certain amount that's going to work well for your gym or work well for your PT business. It's going to help you grow in the long term, but not overwhelm you in that yeah. time and lead to a shitty service. It also stops you falling for like some guy on the internet that's going to sell you like a hundred clients in a week. You're like, well, that's not my target. Yeah. So I'm not interested. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So next part of this is you have to ask for big commitments. Why? Can you actually get someone a result in a month? Can you actually get someone a result in a week? No, that's really not true. You can probably give them something really unsustainable. It's like, hey, cool. Between now and the 30th of this month, I want you to not eat anything. Yeah, you could probably get a result there, but are you actually going to make an impact and change this person's life? Are you going to deliver on your promise? No. And so you need to ask for a big commitment. So for us, the minimum commitment is six months. You know, I just never have seen the point in having a three-month commitment. Maybe it's a slightly easier pill for someone to swallow, but at the end of the day, you need to have the conversation with them like, hey, I want to do this for six months because I know at the end of six months, if you fulfill on your commitment and we fulfill on our end, you will definitely have a result. There's like a 99% chance that you'll have a great result. But in three months, I can't guarantee that as much. And so we need time. By the nature of what we're doing, it just takes time for you to get into a good sleeping routine, for you to eat more, to build habits, right? For muscle and tissue to repair, from fat to move out of your system, all these things, they just take time. And three months really isn't enough time. Yeah, and I think the mistake here is that most people just go for the smallest commitment. Oh, okay, cool. We'll just start paying. Like, just pay this week and then we'll start paying next week. You know, and that really is the smallest possible commitment. The way we usually do it, and I think works better, is start with the biggest commitment. Cool, let's just start with paying for the whole six months up front. You know, okay, maybe that's not for everyone. You can ask them a question. Hey, what can you do? Maybe they can pay for half of the six months. You know, get that out of the way. Cool. Maybe you can go for the month. But working back from the biggest commitment to the smallest commitment, it's the best because then you just know you've got a certain amount of time locked in that you can get results for the client. You know, yeah. You're not doing them a favor by asking them for the smallest possible commitment. Get them the most psychologically committed to their fitness you can by asking for the most amount you can. Yeah, absolutely. Because you want it to start off on the right foot. You don't want to start, okay, it's going to be a month and then I have to somehow convince this person again to commit for yeah. longer. I mean, that's still better than a week. Yeah. You know, and which yeah. is even better than one session. Yeah. That's what a lot of gyms do, right? Just yeah. commit to one session. They're not that committed. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes it is the last straw you have to draw, but you just mm. can't count on that client being a great client in the future. No, and it's an unknown process. It's better to start at six months and work your way down to one session, right? Yeah. If that's all the commitment they can do, then start at one and miss out on all the people that were ready to commit for six months. Exactly. Okay, next point we've got is act fast. 
yeah, speed is essential, I think, for sales, right? And I think most gyms, you're pretty much going to assume if you're listening to this, you're too slow. Because most people that inquire with us have also inquired at other gyms. And when I ask them, it becomes apparent the other gyms have acted very slowly. Yeah. Right? Speed is important because nearly everybody will inquire at a few different fitness places at once because they're like in the market for fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'll inquire for like three or four gyms. Usually, it's the first one that gets onto them yeah. and close them is the one that succeeds with them. So, you just got to be really quick. Uh, and also, I think it's like, hey, they want their problem solved as soon as possible. So, the best thing you can do for them is just act quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and in that moment, they're excited, right? They're emotional. They want to get it done. They've inquired. They, if you can call them straight away, not only will they be excited, more likely to commit to something, but also they'll be impressed. Mm. They'll be like, wow, these guys are quick. They're honored. They're professional. And so I think it's, yeah, it is really important that you do act fast and you don't make excuses for acting slowly. And like, oh, no, everyone needs 24 hours to think about it. It's all right. bullshit. And then, in, and then finally, I would say as well on this act fast point is in the follow-up. So maybe you don't get on to someone straight away or maybe someone gives you a verbal commitment but they haven't fully committed yet or they want to you know, check some stuff and do something else. You need to be fast on top of them following them up. You can't give them loads and loads of time because eventually the more time that elapses, the more time that passes, the, the, the less likely you are to close the sale. So make sure you're exactly. acting fast. They basically got the most built up momentum to, to join your program the second they first inquire to you. Yeah. Every second from there, they're losing momentum. Yeah. Right? Imagine if they're like, oh, I want to join. Six months later, you got onto them. Right? Obviously, they're not going to want to join anymore. It's yeah. so obvious. Yeah. One second later, they're definitely interested. Yeah. So every second counts. Every second counts. You know, what's, what's fast for us is like if they inquire, ideally we get them on the phone within half an hour. That's the best, right? Or at least we've reached out to them within half an hour. Yeah. That's what we shoot for and we try and get them in the gym within the next 48 hours. For us, that's like kind of the gold standard of what we're looking to do here. If you're calling them in the week, they've inquired, it's, it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. Okay, and then final thing is you're constantly reviewing your process. I think with, you know, that's why basketball players watch game film, NFL people watch game film, redo plays, and, you know, it's why you watch your, you know, you're snatching your cleaning jerk on your iPhone when you want to improve your weightlifting. It's because you're reviewing the process of how you do it. And, Reviewing the process of how you do sales is no different. You know, it's probably not as structured as actually no, it's more structured these days. We sit down with our sales team and we go, okay, what should, what is what's a big win? What could we have done better? We talk about these certain things, but then internally as well, I think when sales don't go well, or even if they do go well, it's you know important to sit back, reflect. Okay, what was good about this? What wasn't good about this? What did I do better? Did I show them the right way around the gym? Did I spend too much time here? Did I spend not enough time here? Did I ask the right questions? Always being self-critical, I think always reviewing your process internally and then having a structured uh, sort of sit down to review your process, I think is absolutely critical for getting better and it's a principle of life and if you're not doing this, there's just no way you're getting better. You're never perfect. I mean, we've got a sales deck that we run clients through. I think we're over version 20 at this point. So, we are constantly making it better, constantly reviewing it from the smallest thing of like, you know, this you know, this dot point needs to be a little bit lower here or this price needs to, you know, be a little bit larger here or we've got to shift this over here. Like just really small critical things make a huge difference and you can only get there if you have that mindset. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same as, you know, someone runs a like an Amazon's website, right? It's like a sales website. It's not in person, but it's online. I'm sure someone's full-time job is just looking at the analytics, right? How do I get people to click the buy now button? Oh, yeah. they got the one buy click. It's like change the whole business, right? They're just reviewing their sales process just because yours is a service doesn't mean you can't do that. Yeah. You still review it every single time. It could just be like writing down notes, get your thoughts down after a, after a sales consult. That's just literally how you get better. And I think if you're going to invest in any coaching like NPE or 
any sales course online, it's a bit of a waste of time if you don't review your sales process. Yeah. Because you go into it like, I've got no idea what I'm really doing right or wrong. Yeah. But when you go into it like, man, I've been doing this. This is working for me. I know I'm struggling when this happened. You can actually take on fresh ideas and then see how they play out in your reviewing. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just, just going to spin your wheels. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, there it is. That's everything that you should be doing in your sales process. So number one is forget the money and solve problems above all else. Number two, treat every sale like it's the same sale. You know, as if your first is the same as your last, same as the one 10, 10 sales before um, so that you're diligently following every step and you're keeping that enthusiasm. Uh, number three is have targets. You have things to shoot for every single month. Number, th- number four, sorry, is ask for big commitments. We like to start with six months. And then number five, act fast. And then number six, constantly review the process. Guys, do all these things. Stop doing all the things we talked about last week and you will undoubtedly grow your business. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you think it was useful, share it with someone. Uh, Give it to someone else, maybe a colleague, maybe a boss. Maybe you are the boss. Maybe give it to someone on your team because these are sales processes that work with anything, with retention, with just talking to clients. We're selling any product, really. Uh, These are principles that work across all different businesses and industries and you'll notice a big difference to the bottom line. So hopefully that was helpful, guys. We'll speak to you all next week. Thank you, Project, for tuning in again to another episode of the My Muscle Project. Uh, We release an episode every single Monday. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, the My Muscle Project, to stay up to date with everything we're doing. And if you have some time, leave us a review and a five-star rating on iTunes. And don't forget, we have a second show of the week, The After Show. So it's no longer a rest day on Thursdays. If you have any questions for Lachlan and I for that show, head to the mymuscleproject.com forward slash The After Show. And if you ask questions, we'll, uh, we'll answer it on the show. Thanks again so much, Project, and we'll see you all next week.